Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is Tyler Brondike, your host. This is episode number three with Asher Plange. Asher is a good buddy of mine. I have I met him through a mutual friend. He is the pastor's kid, also known as PK, as he explains in this podcast. And we dig into a lot. We talk about his life starting all the way back in middle school and his, his step to faith and why it's so important for the youth to be involved and to be empowered and really setting ourselves up for the next generation. Really looking forward to this podcast and know that you guys will all really value this episode. Thanks. Hi, this is Tyler and I am here with Asher. How's it going, Asher? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, first of all, thank you for for sitting down and and chatting with me. Um, I I emailed you I guess last week and and you and you said that you were free. And of course, um, Wednesday night at nine thirty p.m. is when you decided to um, to to uh, FaceTime me. So I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're available, and I'm uh, I'm all all ears and eyes open for you. So um, thanks for thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Asher and I, I guess we met probably seven, seven years ago or so, um, actually through a mutual friend, actually through a mutual friend, um, our friend George. So I've grown up playing soccer with George and we've, we've been in touch. And just in the past year, Asher and I have gotten a lot more close. And Asher is part of that core group that I, I looked on to, to get this group going, the guys like us starting as a virtual Bible study. Um, and Asher, Asher has been involved in his faith uh, from, uh, for a while now um, and has always continuously um, invited me to different things that he's, he's had going on in, in, in his world. Um, so background Asher and kind of your journey to faith, I guess a lot younger, is that true? Like back in a middle school or high school or so? Yeah, I think like even before middle school actually. I don't remember exactly the age, but I okay. definitely remember the day. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, can you describe a, a bit more? Uh, so after talking with George, I know that um, that your dad's actually a pastor. So what was it like um, being the, the pastor's son, right? And just kind of being that guy that... Um, everybody would always say, oh, you know, well, here's Asher, you know, Asher's always part of the church. And I'm, I'm sure that, I'm sure that you, you constantly got, you know, that, that just, that kind of, uh, uh yeah. t- type of banter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of like titles and kind of, uh, ideas people like to impose on you once you, you get that label PK passes kid, right? <laughs> and, uh, the, the funny thing is though, I wasn't always I guess a pastor's kid for like for for I guess term's sake uh, my dad actually started passing when I was um, 16 so before that um, I was still deeply involved in the faith uh, okay. my parents were uh, deeply involved I guess that's why I was but um, like uh, growing up I remember having uh, uh, my parents having prayer meetings in their house every other Saturday and I was like eight years old, so I'd be babysitting, but there was always prayer, there was always worship going on, always some kind of Bible study, mm-hmm. um, until 
I guess that point where my uh, my dad became a pastor, and then I guess from age 16, I became a pastor's kid, you know, assumed all those titles and whatever impressions people had. Um, but I think I, I got really involved once I uh, graduated college, and even throughout my like junior and senior year, just felt just felt kind of different. Uh, the faith takes on a new kind of, uh, or you, you develop a new relationship with God once you experience certain things and and, um, and you see certain things. And I, maybe I shouldn't say develop a new relationship, but like your relationship develops, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I guess, how did, so how did that look for you then, bringing it back to, to middle school and kind of what what types of things did you start to do differently, kind of in your in your day to day life, or maybe it was something that you that you start to think of that that really that that creates that image in your mind that yeah, thing, things are different now, and I'm I feel like I'm I'm more invested in my faith. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. There's always like some people say there's no like direct switch, like a like a light switch on and off that you go from like yeah. center to same one day, perfect guy, but. It's it, for me. It was just like, um, I, there was, it was like God was always tugging at me. Like, mm-hmm. if if I felt like I was gonna do something bad or like you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that, I always felt like like that pull, like don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I just began getting more involved. I think in uh, like church activities, and then trying to find God for myself and, and reading my Bible. And I think um, one moment that really sticks out for me was when, like, I developed, like, a worship life in my prayer life, like, within my quiet time, just really waiting on God and, like, literally having encounters with Him, just, like, like in my quiet time, I could feel the presence of God. And, and from that, um, I started taking... Uh, like scriptures more literally or trying to to experience scriptures right um, I can give you an example one that like really stands out to me now is uh, I think Psalm 100 verse either 4 or 5 yeah. uh, enters gates with thanksgiving in your heart and his courts with praise and like literally following that pattern uh, God allowed me just to like experience him in a new way and from there basically it's just been a, a very interesting walk with God yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that um, a lot of it, you started to figure it out on your own, um, which I obviously think is super important. And I mean, I know for me, stepping away and, and having my, my own you know personal walk, you know, because ultimately it is your uh, relationship with him. Um, do you feel like there's there's a balance to strike between you know, having this personal relationship, but then also being involved in community and being involved in the church, which I know is something that you, that you are, are, are definitely big on. Yeah, definitely. And, and start, I would say, I, there's no way I just did it all by myself, right? Like right. I have a, an entire church family and, and, uh, pastors and preachers on YouTube every now and then I, I look to a few specific ones who, who have really strong teachings and, and uh, kind of break down the word and, yeah. and how to develop a relationship with God. But um, as far as balance with my personal life and then I guess serving, right? Yeah, correct. Um, I think I think it intertwines really because mm-hmm. I think the best way 
you can serve and give what you have and give out of um out of out of what God has in store for people is by spending time with him. So like basically I, I look at it this way when I spend quiet time with God and I ask him for that daily bread, right? I ask him, Lord, give me my daily bread, or I ask him, uh, Lord, here I am, what can I do for you? And just spend time there. He deposits something in you so that when you have to go and serve, when you have to go into your community, it's not like I'm all of a sudden pulling out of my Bible and trying to find scriptures or anything like that. It's ingrained in you already from those quiet times. So from my personal experiences with God and what he's given me in those times, um, it enables me to serve my community, serve my church better from mm-hmm. a place of relationship, I guess, with God so that it's not like... It's, it's, it never feels like I'm being drained, you know? It's like God gave me something, and then I go, and then I give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think for me, you know, especially getting more to that service component, and, you know, as you start to as you start to give more, you know, I think you start to get, you know, you, you start to get more, but then I feel like it's just like, it's a, it's a it's kind of addicting, right? And you feel like you just, like, continuously want to serve more and do more. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, from what it sounds like, that that feels like that probably resonates quite well with you? Would that be true? Is that is that fair to say? That's a, that's a really good point because I was actually talking to a couple of my guys the other day about um, how our first like ministry, I guess, is to God. Like yeah. our worship is to Him first before we have to go out and try and minister to everyone else. So that is definitely something you have got to be aware of and like conscious of like you're not trying to do everything out of your own will and volition and and desires but like you do have to you know maintain that relationship you have with god your personal relationship with god because he called you first he didn't call everyone you know he didn't he didn't call you and everyone together like that so like you have your own personal relationship with god before you you're serving and and doing all those things Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think it kind of brings up like this duality almost. And I, you know, it, it, yeah. I think that can get pretty deep, but, um, we'll say that for another time. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I don't know, I, I guess going on the same vein is, do you feel like there's like a, like a driving force that, that really keeps you going? Um, especially, especially, you know, in these, these challenging times and these, when you face roadblocks, when you face roadblocks and you're like, Hey, you know what? Maybe a lot of people aren't 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 supporting me like I thought you know like, like I thought they would here or, or maybe maybe you know have even having those thoughts where you think God God isn't there for me like you know like like he should be or like I thought he would be kind of how how do you how do you tend to to, to deal with those situations? Actually, you are asking some great questions. <laughs> you know what, Asher? Asher, I'm asking these great questions because I know that you're well equipped to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think I think everyone kind of goes through that like either it's either a moment like I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing or like where's the support coming from or like how is this going to get done right yeah and for me my my driving force now has been just like if people get the chance to experience what God let me experience like I know their lives would be changed. Like, no matter what the situation is. I've seen people, I've been around people who, like, literally thought their situations were, like, the end of the road. Yeah. And and just by, like, sharing, like, sharing the word of God to them, like, in, in a way where 
they they believe it like they look at me and it's not like I'm a, a preacher who yeah. doesn't know them personally or anything like that but like their friend who's telling them like look this thing works like it really yeah. does work um, that's kind of my my driving force and you know like I, I just want to live a purposeful life and I feel like God has actually I know God has a purpose for everyone yeah right so my my motivation and goal is is to just portray God best way I can the love that he showed me I, I just need to let people experience it because you, you look at the life of Jesus and just the compassion he had for others and if if we all actually like take a step back and look at ourselves and like just see how how God has blessed us how God has has saved us how, how he's loved us think about how great that would be for the next person who doesn't know yet how how big God is, how loving God is, how powerful God is. So one of my motivations is definitely just trying to uh, uh, be the vessel to to let God move through and let people experience Him through me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, I, yeah, that's 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 so true, and that and that makes so much sense. And um, I, I and I feel like recently, you know, I've, I've had this 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 you know, it's in the Bible. Uh, it's mentioned that you know God God can work through you and you know in, in any time of your life and He can work through anyone, and I think that's something that has really right. right it's I think that stuck with me and it's I think a lot of you know I, I mean we we all feel like at sometimes like well you know maybe maybe this isn't like the this isn't a right time to to do this or like this isn't the the best option here but I think God's God's gonna work in you regardless. Um, and I think just that constant awareness and understanding that everything that you're doing right is for this bigger picture and this bigger purpose. So how can we, how, how can you, you know, start living in this, in this life where you are graciously accepting of that all the time? Um, it's a, it's a a cooperation with God. God wants to do something with you, but if you're just sitting down. And you don't want to cooperate. <laughs> you won't get the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And and I think it's you know, I I start to you know as I'm say, as we're speaking now, I feel like it's it's you know it's it's a journey from kind of from childhood you know through to like maturity you know much like as you know as you said you know you couldn't sit sit still. I feel I feel like that that's just like you know like children who don't who, who might not understand what it means to you know, to raise their hand in class, right? Or like, just like the way to go about doing things. And it's something that develops over time. And a lot of times, like, you don't know how it develops, but you, you just conti- continuously to be, you're continuously persistent and and just follow his plan and it, and it always works out. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I guess kind of hopping into the, to the next, to the next um, component. So I know that, um, so you're from Worcester, Mass, and, and you guys have a, a large community of, of followers out there and, and over in your church. Um, so you started the Youth Empowerment Movement. Was that um, was that last year that you, that you had started YEM? So, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm not actually the founder, but I am one of eight leaders okay. uh, within the ministry. Uh, youth Empowerment Ministry actually started about five years ago. Oh, wow. uh, while I was still in college, and and <laughs> originally it started with just like phone calls, kind of kind of like prayer lines almost. Mm-hmm. And there were 
I think two people in the classroom and one person on the phone. And it's it's grown tremendously since then. God has really blessed us. We've been able to host speakers to come and, and just pour into us. And then um, also just just even get into schools and be able to, to preach the gospel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the Our focus really is, is just the youth and young adults. Uh, if you read Ecclesiastes 12.1, it says... Uh, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore, right? And and we just believe that God really wants to use the youth. God is excited about the youth. God has, he's given us all skills and tools and there's no better time than to serve him now, right? Think about all the, think about everything to go through as, as young adults and youths and and uh, the confusions, the up and downs, emotions, and all of that, and and to have a relationship with God to being developed at that crucial age in your life is mm-hmm. is key and major. So, yeah. So that's pretty much the direction of the ministry. Awesome. So 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 you guys all started as as you said, just a few guys in the classroom, and just as a you know one person on the line. What what has it what has it evolved to now and kind of you know what how has God gifted you gifted this this movement in general? Good question. So um, now it's 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 really growing. Like people are traveling from out of state to come to our events. Uh, we meet in person. Okay. We have a, a summer conference basically, um, actually coming up in June, June seventeenth and eighteenth. Uh, where we'll be hosting a pastor and uh, there'll be praise and worship, uh, preaching, you know, uh, probably time for testimonies, campus ministry, announcements. And uh, we get, now we're getting, I think, like over 100 probably. I think our last event was 100 something. But uh, our more frequent times we meet are um, through the prayer line, actually. Mm -hmm. So once a month, we'll have a call with... um, with active members and then we just ask the active members you know invite your friends it's open call to anybody and uh we just meet on the line share a word and then uh raise some prayer topics and it it gets pretty loud but you hear a bunch of young adults and youth on the prayer line Mm -hmm. it's really exciting yeah no absolutely i i i've joined a few um of these of these prayer lines and yeah I, i have to say um the the first one I joined, I was I was talking with I texted George. I said, George, I don't think I'm on the right conference line because there was just there was so much noise going on and everybody was just kind of like really in full worship mode, and um, it wasn't something I was used to. Um, but I you know I've, I've I've learned and I've you know had the opportunity to really embrace this, em, embrace the you know just like different perspective and just a different way of worshiping, right? Because there there's so many there's so many ways to glorify God, right? that um yeah i think that often gets overlooked and i think even like like culturally too like depending on where you come from to worship could be even different be different there so Mm -hmm. but i can't believe it to you're you're able to make it to an in-person meeting yes absolutely i know i haven't um i haven't had the opportunity yet but i'll um uh, i'm hoping to make it back out to boston soon so i can uh i can i can join you all um, saying my prayers though for sure. Um, so, so I guess, yeah, I, I think you, you know, you touch on this briefly, but you know, why is there such a focus on, on the youth compared to not, not keeping it 
a bit more broad and just having it, you know, youth and adult empowerment movement, you know, what's, what's the, the extreme focus here? Yeah. So, um, when we, when we speak about empowerment within the youth empowerment ministry, we want to be able to pour into the youth and young adults to make yeah. impact within their churches and their communities. So it's not like we, we're non-denominational first of all, so it's not like we gather them and, and do our own church mm-hmm. per se. They come, we kind of just pour into them, let them know like, look, although we're young, we can still make impact. Bible talks about, uh, uh, despise not your youth, mm-hmm. right? So we, we just want to be able to encourage the youth and young adults like, look, we are the next generation. Um, as mm-hmm. often as it's said, it's true, you know? Yeah. So they come to the programs, we all get empowered, get filled, mm-hmm. get poured into, and then we send everyone else out. We just go back to where we came from, staying connected through the, the conference calls and whatnot, but making impact um, at, at, at a young age and like towards the bottom, I guess, of, of your church uh, pyramid, I guess, if you will, yes. if you're not already serving at, at uh, a capacity with uh, a lot of responsibilities, still being able to make impact uh, within your church, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So I, I guess one area I want to focus on, um, and I, you know, you often, we often see in the Bible is this, the um, parable of, uh, of turning a, you know, of turning a, a, a seed and, and harvesting, a, harvesting a seed into something much greater and much bigger. Right. Um, yeah. And so, I guess, you know, five years back when you were first looking at YEM and this can be, I guess, even, you know, just in general and, you know, in your life too, was there, is there things that you, that you saw that like, wow, this is really small and you didn't even kind of think about what it could become, but then like here we are today and you've, you know, you've, YEM has now, now has events now with over a hundred people attending, pastors coming from, from out of state, you know, people coming from out of state, um, and just this extreme growth that, that kind of God has put, put on, put upon this group and just upon the people in general. Yeah, man, that's, that's, you're asking some real foundational way mm. back questions, but these are, these are really good. Cause it makes me even think about just, uh, like my personal growth really. Like I think about even, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but like songs, even uh, that my parents would sing when I was like eight years old, hit me so much differently now that like I'm a little bit more mature in the faith and and like words mean different things to you now. But uh, as far as YM seeds being sown, I remember um, being like in my dorm and we'd have a prayer call, and sometimes you feel like. It's not all the time you feel like getting on the call to pray or you feel yeah. like going to church kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. But I believe all those, all that investment, all the prayers in the beginning, all the uh, pushing through, all the uh, either the arguments or discussions we've had as leaders, all the all the fasting, all that stuff that went into it has, has definitely mm. uh, watered the seeds that were sown in the beginning with our prayers and has basically turned into uh, what it is today mm. by the grace of God. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so it, it's this it's this process and it's this it's this continuous work, right? To to mm-hmm. uh, to continue to grow. Awesome. Um, yeah. I guess so. Actually, so before 
we hop off of YEM and move on. Um, where where can people find find you all if they're if they're interested in in in, in um, getting involved in a conference call or you know hopefully coming to an event? Are you guys on social media oh, uh, or on yeah? Yeah, so uh, we're on Instagram at YE Ministry. Um, I believe our website is yeministry.org. Um, if if you go to those places and it's not there, contact this podcast and we will have <laughs> actual real life information for you. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you can uh, join uh, monthly conference calls to get you know your your dosage of the word and prayer and sure. uh, as part of the ministry and then. Two times a year, we have a summer program and then um, a New Year's uh, program as well. Wow! Awesome! Awesome! Yeah, um, yeah. And if if that if that website doesn't link, just uh, reach out to me and I'll make sure I'll I'll, I'll put you in touch. Um, <laughs> but um, but I, I guess you know final final piece. What what advice do you have for people who are looking to get um, more involved or even just get started kind of in their, in their walk with Christ? I would say, um, invest time in prayer Hmm. and just be as vulnerable to God as possible. Um, you don't have to have any, uh, professionally written prayer where you go and recite every verse that you've ever learned but um, if you just literally surrender to God in your own quiet time and and just be honest so he'll begin to show you things like literally things will just come to your mind and you you get into a place of just worship and prayer and reading your word Um, I think really just uh, seeking God he'll seek you back um, there's a verse that says, uh, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. I believe it's in James, actually. And and I think uh, just being genuine and vulnerable to God is, is the best place to start. Awesome. Um, well, great. Thank you so much, Asher. Is there anything else that you want to leave you know myself or the, or the listeners with? Um, I would say definitely stay tuned, guys. And if you can get a hold of Tyler now, get a hold of him because this is going to blow up and, you know, Tyler may not be responding his own emails after a couple months, but God bless everyone. Um, I hope these, I pray these podcasts really help and uh, uh, impact and change lives. Awesome. Thanks so much, Asher. Um, I'm just going to end on a, a closing prayer to, to wrap us up the, this evening. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing Asher and I together um, and just sharing experiences that we've all had um, and how you've been a part and and you've been the foundation um, of this life that we're living um, and and hopefully encouraging others to continue to ask questions, continue to listen, learn, and really spend time in prayer, um, giving you thanks. and and just seeking for for more of you um want to thank asher again today for um, being a guest on the show um and and his wisdom as well in Jesus' name we pray amen amen thanks for having me tyler thanks asher take care
thank you all for listening this evening. And that was Asher, good buddy of mine, lives in Worcester, Massachusetts. And the website that we were talking about is www.youthempowermentministry.com. There you will find all the information um, he was discussing uh, regarding the conference lines that take place every month. And also they have an event coming this summer live in Worcester, Massachusetts. Thank you all. And please let me know if you have any questions um, or like to be a guest on the show or anything else. Um, please give me a ring at 508-272-5567. You can reach out to me directly there. Um, or you can send me an email at tbrondike at theguyslikeus.com. Thanks so much. Bye.